If you got your Bibles, turn with me to John 15. We're going to start at verse 1. John 15, verse 1. If you, if you brought some paper or pencil or something like that, that's awesome. If, if you didn't, take some notes on your phone, record it, whatever you want to do. Just get this word tonight because I promise you, if you get it in you, it's going to bless you, okay? It's going to bless you. John 15, chapter, or chapter 15, verse 1. And we're going to go all the way to verse 8. When you got it, say amen. I mean, he's just got it up here. Amen. All right. All right. Now, everybody look this way at me real quick. Everybody. Just put a big smile on your face. Praise God. <laughs> Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this word. I thank you tonight, Lord, that you're in this place. Your presence is in this place. Nobody can tell me otherwise because I felt you for myself. I thank you for this word tonight that's going to shape us and mold us. I, what I love about your word, Lord, is it cut things off of us that does not belong, Lord, and it puts things on us that's going to help us, that's going to motivate, and that's going to push us forward. I thank you for this now. In Jesus' name we pray. Let your anointing flow in this place. And as you said, Father, preach the word. And signs and wonders shall follow after it. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Let's read here. He said, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that bears not fruit, what happens? He takes it away. Every branch that bears fruit, what happens? He purges it. That it may bring forth what? More fruit. Somebody say, More fruit. Now you are clean through the word. In other words, you've received revelation, enlightenment that's going to cause you to go forward, which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide on the vine, right, or in the vine. No more can you except you abide in me. Somebody say, I'm nothing without him. I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abides in me, and I in him, the same brings forth what? So how do I bring forth much fruit? I abide in him, and he abides in me. <clears throat> For without me, you can do what? I don't believe that. It don't matter what you believe. Come on, somebody. The truth is the truth. If a man abides not in me... He is cast forth as what? A branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. Somebody say fruitless. If you abide in me and my words abide in you. This is everybody's favorite verse. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be what? Done unto you. Not might, if, or maybe. He said it shall be what? Done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified. So how is my Father glorified? When I come to the place where I am bearing what? When I come to the place where I ask and it's done. When somebody comes to me and I can say, hey, I'm going to pray for you and you're going to see results. Somebody say amen on that. That you bear much fruit. So God is happy. It puts a smile on his face when what happens? You bear forth much fruit. 
I don't know if God wants me to have anything. I don't know if he wants me to be blessed. I don't know if he wants me to succeed in life and do great things for him. Let me read this one more again. Herein is my Father, what? Glorified, that you bear forth, what? So if you don't bear forth fruit, what happens? He's not glorified in it. All right. So shall you be, what? My disciples. Now, tonight I want to preach about, or I want to teach about the fruit. Amen? Because let me tell you something. Your whole life... As a Christian believer, as a man or woman of God, your whole life revolves around bearing fruit. Amen? Your whole life does. And when you see right here, it tells you something in this passage. You say, what does it tell me? It tells me that the fruit tells all. It tells all. What does it tell? Write this down. One thing the fruit tells about us, it tells, it tells us who we are. And, watch this, it tells us what we're really about. You say, what kind of fruit? I'm going to get to that here in a little bit. But you've got to understand something. You can, let me tell you something. You can come to me all day long and talk about how you love God and how you, you want to serve Him and do this and that. Your fruits speak for you. Amen? Just like when you go to your friend or, or somebody you haven't seen in a while and you say, oh, I've been meaning to come to see you. Oh, I, mean, I, I really want to hang out and, and I want to catch up and I want to do all this stuff. Well, you know that talk is cheap. Somebody say amen. Talk is cheap. But actions speak louder than what? Words. That's where fruits come in. You see, the, prop, the reason why the world does not take the church serious, you want to you know why it doesn't take the church serious? Because we talk about how much joy we have and we don't have any. We talk about how much peace we have, and we don't have any. We're on the same antidepressants as the world is. We talk about how our God is no, unlike nobody else, and, and how He's our healer, and He's our deliverer, and He's our way maker. But yet, when we go through trials, and when we go through troubles, just like the world does, you know what happens? We handle them just like the world does. But we want to go around and say we've got something different. But somebody say the fruits speak for themselves. Now listen to me. I, I got no time trying to go around to convince people of who I am in God. Do you? I know a lot of people like to spend it on Facebook, don't they? They like to take, I mean, I mean just all day long, we try to convince people how much we know about God and, and how much we love Him and how much we're doing for Him. But at the end of the day, Jesus said, your fruits does the talking, right? God doesn't want you to go around telling people how much joy you have. He wants people to see how much joy you have. He doesn't want you going around trying to convince, hey, I'm a Christian. Hey, my, hey did I tell you I'm a Christian? Hey, how you doing? Hey, did I tell you I'm a Christian? No, he wants people to say, hey, there's something different about you. I don't know what it is. It's just something different. about you. You're not like other people. There's something unusual about you. I'll tell you why. It's because God is on the inside of me. Amen? God is on the inside of me. And because he's on the inside of me, what happens? Jesus said, if you abide in me and I abide in you, somebody say, fruit is going to come. Oh, say it one more time. Fruit is going to come. So, they, there's so many people 
that wants fruits. How many wants fruits? Of course you do. You don't want to have to try to convince people who you are. You want people to see who you are. Amen? You don't want to, I don't want to have to go around and, and try to convince people, hey, this word works. It works. I'm telling you, it works. It works. It works. No, I want them to see it on my life, in my health, in my finances, in my walk, in my attitude, in my character. I want people to know that this works. You see, when I first started out ministry, I had a mindset and I had a goal. I did not want to talk about it. I wanted to be about it. Amen? If God said I could have it in His Word, then I wanted to prove that God's Word was all that we needed. Somebody say amen on that. You see, (laughs) no matter what's going on around you, no matter what's taking place, one word from God can change everything. When you get in this Word, it can begin to change your circumstances. Now, here's the issue with everybody. We want fruit, but very few people is producing fruit. Let's just be real. We say, I read the Word, you know, I hear the Word, I do all this stuff, but it's not become reality to me. Amen? It's just like it. Listen, the Bible says that the Word is a mirror. Okay? Now, now if you're anything like me, you don't just glide by a mirror no you take time (laughs) praise God you take time to look in that mirror amen Amen. why because that image looks good don't it (laughs) but we take time don't we we make sure our hair straight we make sure you know if you like me you make sure your beard's combed and all this stuff I mean you do all these things to make sure you're looking good ain't got nothing in your teeth you just you take time amen you study you don't just go hey okay No, you take time in that mirror, amen? That's what you do. But the problem is, is we don't treat this word like a mirror. We read in here, uh, love those that that curse you. Okay, that's good. Let's go on to the next one. You know, we don't take time to dissect the word and really get it in us and, and watch what happens. When we don't do that, then the fruits cannot come. Because you might have heard the word, but the word is not abiding in you. Amen? You want a quick example? I'm going to give you one. How many times has somebody told you something? Now watch this. Somebody told you something. They said something to you. And maybe two or three days later, or if you're anything like me, two or three minutes later, you say, what did they say? I don't know what they said. You heard it, right? You heard it, but what happened? It didn't go in you. But there are things that people said to you that's been 10, 15, maybe even 20 years ago. People said something, and you still remember it like the very first day they said it. Do you want to know what happened? That word got in you. There's the difference. See, you might be reading the word, uh, you might be hearing the word, but you're not letting it get in you. 
He said, you have to abide in me. You know what that means? That means I've got to spend time letting the word get on the inside of me. See, the problem is, is when we go through things, the reason why so many people struggle is because they don't have any word in them. They've heard some words, they've heard some scripture, they've heard some gospel, but the word is not in them. And in times of trouble, when things begin to pressure you, there's no word to come out of you. No word to come out. But you see, here's where the fruits come in. The fruit comes in even in times of trouble. That's where the fruit... Go to verse 7 and 8. Read this right here. He said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done. Herein is my Father glorified that you bear forth what? Much fruit. So shall you be my disciples. Now, up top, it said, how did it, it explained how we got more fruit. How many wants more fruit? How many wants any at all? Some of you are like, I, I just want some at all, you know. This is how you get it. The Bible says that the father or the husbandman purges or he, he cuts things off that does not belong, Right? So for this word to begin to work in me, if I want the fruits, I've got to have the word in me. And, and, and the only reason, the only way the fruits are going to come is when I have the word coming out of me. And the only way the word can come out of me is if I have room in me for the word. You see, here it is. You ready? For some reason, we can't spend five minutes in the word. But we can do Netflix binges. Come on. Your favorite TV show. I mean, you can watch it for hours and hours and hours. And, and see, watch this. <laughs> You're not leaving room for the word. Wait, well, man. No, you got to listen. You're not leaving room for the word. You're, feeling, you're spending your day feeling with all this stuff. See, Jesus gave us a secret here in verse 7 and 8. How do we get much fruit? Jesus said the fruit comes when everybody, watch, watch this, when you gain and grow in the knowledge of God. Write this down if you're taking notes. Everybody wants to bear fruit, but nobody wants to grow into a tree. <laughs> you say, what you talking if I have a little plant about that high, it is not capable of growing me apples. It's not capable. It's not capable of growing me some bananas. I like bananas. It's not capable. Why? Because it is not able to bear the fruit that comes forth. Amen? How many knows it's got to grow some, right? See, the problem is sometimes you say, well, I'm not bearing fruit. I'm not because you've not allowed God to grow you and mature you. Just because you've been in church for 30 years does not mean that you are mature in God. Woo! Somebody said, it hurt, but I am in it. It does not mean anything, does it? doesn't mean anything. You grow by how? By increasing yourself in the knowledge of God. By spending time in the Word, by spending time with God, that's how you grow and mature. And the more that you grow and the more that you mature, the more that you are able to bear forth fruit. 
the time comes, watch this, ladies and gentlemen, the time comes where you are able, you're like that big tree, you're able to bear forth fruit and bring it forth. Go to 2 Peter 1. Read this right here. He said, and besides this, give all diligence. Somebody say, all diligence. All diligence. <coughs> Add to your faith what? And to virtue what? And to knowledge what? And to temperance what? Oh, that hurt, didn't it? Patience. And to patience what? Godliness. Go to the next one, David. And to godliness what? Brotherly kindness or sister kindness, right? Sisterly kindness. And to brother kindness, what? Charity. And if these things be in you, somebody say it's got to be in me. It can't be on me, it's got to be what? In me. And around, they make, they make you that you shall what? Neither be what? Barren or what? Oh, okay. So how do I bear forth fruit? How do I get to the place where people can actually see a difference in me. Well, I don't have to, but hey, don't, I, I'm changed. Can you tell? No. I mean, they can actually see something and say, brother, sister, I want what you have. I've seen how you've handled trouble. I've seen how you've handled things. Ooh, look at some of them. I've seen it. And you just kept on pressing. You know what you were doing? You were eating of the fruits. I want what you have. How do you get to that place? He said, what, what happens? You graduate from one to the other. I'm continually growing. I'm continually mature. The more I spend in time with God, I'm growing. Come on, somebody. The more I spend time in his word, I'm growing. The more I spend time in church and operate in the church, I am growing. Little by little, time by time, step by step, I am growing. And the more that I am growing, watch this, the more fruit is coming forth. Or the more capability that I have to bear forth what? Much fruit. He said, if you do these things, what things? God wants you, watch this now. God wants you to be ever gaining, always increasing, and bearing much fruit. And it all starts with daily choices. When I got up this morning, watch this. When I got up this morning, I chose to go spend time with God. I could have made breakfast first. I could have watched my TV show. I could have, you know, went on to work or whatever. I could have done any of that. But I chose the moment that I woke up. I chose. I made a choice. You know you have a choice? Well, I just don't have time to do this and time to do that. I guarantee you. Watch this. I guarantee you. If you make this a priority, there will always be time. It may not be when, always when you want it, but there will always be time for it. Amen? I chose to get up and go straight to pray. You know, that decision advanced me. I want you to see this. Later on throughout your day, you probably said, hey, I'm going to read the word a little bit. You made a choice. That choice you made increased you more. So I'm trying to tell you something. Listen, there's no magic pill for this. 
There's no over-the-night, over-the-counter thing. No, there, ha there has to be a point where you start making daily choices. I'm going to spend time with God. I'm, I'm going to spend time in the Word. I'm going to make sure I go to church. I'm going to make sure that it, when, even when I go to church that I get involved. Whatever I can do, I, I'm just going to push towards God. All these things, you might think, <coughs> you might think that they're not significant or they're insignificant. But let me tell you something. These daily choices add up and add up and add up. He said you graduate from faith to virtue and from virtue to what? Go back up to the first part, Dave. Here we go. No, go back up to uh, 1 Peter 5. From faith to virtue to virtue to knowledge to knowledge to temperance. How can you wait during trouble? How can you be patient even when it's inconvenient? Somebody say, I've gained the knowledge. You say, what knowledge have you gained? You've gained this. You went through some things and now you know, you realize something. Hey, it's not always going to be like this. The things are going to turn for me. Things are going to change. Things are going to turn around. And I just have to be patient on this. But you see, when you're a baby in Christ, or when you just get saved, man, the first thing that comes to you, you think, man, the world's over. Come on. But as you grow and mature, you look back on things and you kind of chuckle a little bit, don't you? You kind of laugh and say, oh man, I thought that was something so big and so mighty, but now it don't seem like anything to me. Somebody say, I'm growing. So if I want to bear forth fruit, I have to allow the growing process. Somebody say, amen. Somebody say, I got it. Everything in God is a process, right? Now watch this. The very first part, I want you to see something. He said, give all what? Diligence. Somebody say, this is going to take some effort. People sit back and they throw their hands up and say, I just never bear anything. The word doesn't work for me. Blah, 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 blah. That's because you're not working it. Amen? I wasn't here to make you shout tonight. I was here to make you think. It's not working because you're not being diligent towards it. It's a process. Why do people not bear fruit? I'll tell you why. Because they think it happens overnight. Most people think when they get saved, everything changes. Wrong. What? You mean everything doesn't change when I get saved? No. Guess what happens? And I was talking about this the other day. Guess what happens? When you get saved, how old are some of you? Don't answer that. 25, 35, 45? Let me tell you something. When you get saved, you go back to here. Zero. Oh, I'm a grown woman. I'm a grown. It don't matter. You're still a baby. Because you know why? Watch this. You have to relearn how you think, how you talk, how you perceive things, how you go about things. You have to redo all that. You know, just when, when you was a young child, you had to learn how to what? Talk. You had to learn how to walk. You had to learn how to do all these things. Tie your shoe, brush your teeth. You had to learn how to do all these things. When you get saved, you learn how to live like God would live. 
You learn how to think like God would think. So somebody say, it's a process. And the process, Jesus said, is this. You must continually abide in me, and I abide in you. God says, I'm gonna, as you walk with me, I'm going to learn you some things. I'm going to teach you some things. Every trouble you go through, how many is going through trouble right now? Come on. How many is going through things right now? Guess what? You have a father that is teaching you in the process. If you are saved in here tonight and you have God as your father, he is teaching you in the process. So here's something you can shout on. There's nothing you go through. Amen. Nothing you go through that God does not teach you something to benefit you as you come out of it. When you come out of your circumstance or situation, you will come out knowing more than what you did to start with. Can we just stop right there and give God some hand clap of praise? that's, That's the process. And you'll come out with more. So you can't lose. Somebody say, when I have God. I cannot lose. You can't. I don't matter what takes place. It don't matter who said what. You cannot lose as long as you have God in your corner. Go to Galatians 5, 19. Here's another reason why people... Maybe some of you in here... Now watch this. Maybe some of you have had fruit. You've had the joy of the Lord. You've had the peace that surpasses all understanding. You've had that love. But maybe you're at the place right now where you don't really have it. You see, I found out that just because you come in here and say, Oh, praise the Lord, brother. I'm just glad to be saved. I'm blessed and highly favored. Doesn't mean that you got joy. You see, because here in church, we we know the lingo. We know how to speak it. Amen? Here's one thing the church knows how to do. You ready? Be fake. Why is it that we talk about a God that is with us in our trouble, that that delivers us out of problems? Why is it that we talk about a God like that, but when we actually go through something, we we don't want nobody to know about it? Why is that? If we're struggling, we don't want nobody to know about it. When the Bible says we are supposed to be here for each other. Hey, when you're struggling, hey, I want to help you any way I can. When I'm struggling, hey, you should be wanting to help me any way you can. When one hurts, we all hurt. Amen? That's how God designed it. But I found out, now listen, a lot of people lose their fruit. Now watch this. Because of their lack of patience and their lack of diligence. Do you know what happens? They stop eating. Go to Galatians right here. Watch this right here. This is the amplified version. This is the easy to understand version. Let me just say it like that. It says, now the practices of a sinful nature are clearly evident. They are sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, which is a total irresponsibility or lack of self-control. You can't be dependent on nothing. Nobody can count on you. You just hear one day and go on the next. You're irresponsible. Okay? Idolatry, sorcery, 
hostility, strife, jealousy, fits of anger. That's going to get a lot of us. Fits of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions that promote heresy, envy, drunkenness, riotous behavior. In other things like this, Paul said, I have warned you beforehand, just as I did previously, that those who practice this, there's a difference between falling into sin and living in sin, right? Those who practice these things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Well, I love Jesus. It don't make no difference. If we do these things, we will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now go to the next one, Dave. Now watch this. But the fruit of the what? Say it with me. But the fruit of the what? Not fruit of the loom. Fruit of the what? The result is the result of what? His presence within us. I love that right there. So how do we get this fruit that we all want and desire of God? By what? It is a result of His presence being within us. So in other words, it's a result of spending time with God. Well, I want more joy. Spend time with God. I want more love. Spend time with God. I want more patience. Spend time with God. See, none of y'all is praying for that one. I want more temperance. I want more meekness. Spend time with God. Now watch this right here. The fruit of the Spirit is what? Love. What kind of love? Unselfish concern for others. Meaning, you love people not by what you can gain from them. You just love them. Okay? Now watch this. Joy, which is what? Inner joy. Peace. Patience. Now watch this. I love this one right here. I want everybody to look at this. Patience. What kind of patience? Bless God, I'm waiting on God. I'm waiting on No. Watch this. It's not the ability to wait. But it's how we act while we're waiting. Ooh. Somebody say amen on that. Let me say it one more time. What is patience in God's eyes? You ready? It's not the fact that you can wait. Because let's be honest. Some of us don't have a choice. We have to wait. Amen? There are some things in your life that only God can do. And it don't matter how much you hoop and holler and cry and complain. There's nothing you can do unless God comes through. Amen? So this is not what God is talking about. It's not your ability to wait. It is how you act while waiting. Yes, it hurts. Come on. That hurts, don't it? So God's not really concerned with you having to wait and, and you having to be patient and having to sit back a minute and just see how everything's going to unfold. No, God is more concerned with how you handle the trouble. God is more concerned with how you act while people are treating you wrong. This is good. People, uh, God is more concerned on how you respond to the situation than the situation itself entering into your life. Somebody say, this is deep tonight. And see, some of you, listen, I can tell that you've not been eating of this because of your response, amen? Oh, Lord, Jesus. 
What is patience? Not the ability to wait, but how we act while we're waiting. How many is waiting on God to do something? That should be every person in here. Has anybody in here, by the sound of my voice, have you received everything God's promised you? Then come up here and get the mic. Come on. Nobody. I don't see anybody coming up here. So you know what that means? You're waiting on God to do something. My question to you tonight is, are you waiting? Are you acting in a way that God wants you to act while waiting? I'm preaching on myself too. Let me go on. It's kindness, goodness. The King James says it's faith, the fruit of faith, but it's understand more even in the Greek, faithfulness. That's what gets a lot of the church. Look around. You see a lot of empty seats? You want to know why? Because people's not faithful. Let's just be real. Faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. That's where it's going to get another of us. Self-control. Against such there is no law, which means there is no condemnation. So watch this right here. Many of us at one time or another, we lack certain fruits that we just seen. Amen? Sometimes we lack joy. Come on. Sometimes we lack a little peace. Sometimes we lack patience. Let me rephrase that. Most of the time, we lack patience. Right? Sometimes we lack self-control. We just give in. We don't even think about it. We just do something. Amen? Whatever our flesh wants, we just do it. And the reason for that is, watch this. You've not been eating. Now watch, watch this. How many ever heard this saying, you are what you eat? Now, I can't tell you 100% fact that that's true. Because if it is, you'd be seeing a big stuffed crust up here right now. No. <laughs> so I can't really believe that you are what you eat in the natural, okay? Now I believe that it can affect your health and all that. But let me tell you something else, though. You are most certainly... You are what you eat in the spirit. <laughs> Woo! Let me tell you how, you want me to tell you how I know that? How many of you like them Lifetime movies? Look at something, yeah, most of the women. You like them Lifetime movies, don't you? And it's always something bad. It's always something that you never even think about what happened. You ever notice that? You know what that does for you? That makes you paranoid. You go to Walmart, you see a guy opening his car door wrong. He's got to be something wrong with it. You know what I mean? You're just paranoid. And the reason for that is you've been eating other fruits. Amen? Some of you, I mean, I hear people all the time, well, I just struggle with fear all the time. I'm just worrying all the time. Because all you watch is the news, which is nothing but a promotion for fear. Fear this. This is collapsing. This over here is failing. This over here is unsure. And you're looking at the world through the eyes of the news, and Armageddon's got to come next week. You see what I'm saying? You're feeding yourself off of this. And guess what is happening? You are what you eat in the spirit. 
I can't get no joy. Quit watching murder shows all the time. You'll get some joy. Come on. You'll get some joy. Now, I like crime shows. Don't misunderstand. I like crime shows, but I can't watch them all the time. There's sometimes I look at Kara and say, I can't watch this no more. I got, I got to have some joy. I got to have some peace. You know what I mean? It's you are what you eat in the spirit. You want joy? Watch this right here. Here's a good thing. Listen to this. All right? If you want to know, now it's, it showed us the key. Go back to uh, the first part, Dave. Or excuse me, go back to that one, my bad. The fruit of the Spirit. Go back down. Here we go. Watch. It said the fruit of the Spirit is a result of what? If you see these fruits on me, it's a result of what? His presence. Okay, now watch. You know how you can tell? If you've been out of the presence of God, check your fruit meter. <laughs> if I could do the moonwalk, I'd do it right now. Check your fruit meter. How's your love right now? Ooh, Lord, this is good. How's your patience? How? <laughs> Robin up here. How is your self-control? How is your fits of anger? Somebody looks at you wrong, you ready to snap them. How is these things? These are all, watch this, these are all indicators of your lack of the presence of God. In men's meeting the other day, we was talking about this, what we said. We was talking about how, how being in the presence of God affects you so much. That the more that you do it, the more that the things of God come easier to you. I read some of these fruits to you, and some of you were like, man, these, some of these are impossible. But the reason why they're impossible is because you've not spent quality time in His presence. Because I promise you something, church, listen to this. If you spend time with God, you will begin to become like Him. You can't help to. You can't help but to become like Him. You are who you hang with. I said, you are who you hang with. Well, I, I, could, I could just hang out in the bars and witness for Jesus. No, you are who you hang with. The Bible says, and I could pull up the scripture if I had time. The Bible says that bad company corrupts good character. Bad company corrupts good character. I just don't know why I'm so down all the time. I'm just so depressed all the time. Because all your friends are naggers and complainers. <sighs> That's why. All your friends, I, if they got a million dollars, they'd find something wrong with it. Well, I should have got two. Or I should have gotten, you know what I mean? They always find something wrong with it. Always finding something wrong with the world. And then you hang out with them. Come on. You might have the joy of the Lord about it, but you hang out with them for 15, 20 minutes and you're ready just to join them. You want to know why? Because bad company corrupts good character. 
Why don't you hang out with somebody who's always looking at the bright side? Come on, somebody. Why don't you hang out with somebody who... You ever notice when you bring your troubles to God, and I mean, they might look like mountains to you, and you, you just don't know how you're going to make it, and God will start talking to you about how blessed you are. You say, God, did you not hear what I just said? God heard you. But you got to understand, as somebody told me the other day, God's already been on the other side of your trouble. He's already seen the future. He's already seen the outcome. He knows how it's going to come out. So if I want more joy, I need to hang out with people that's got more joy. Amen? You, you've got to. It, 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 the same way is if you're always a nagger and a complainer, you ever notice you don't hardly want to be around joyful people? You ever notice that? I mean, you, you'll get mad because they start making you laugh and you don't want to laugh. You catch yourself, right? Now, I'm a little funny tonight, but I just want to let you get this, okay? You are what you eat in the Spirit. Somebody say, fruit begets fruit. Ooh, hallelujah. Go to Matthew 12. Jesus said, either make a tree good and his fruit good, or else the tree, what? Corrupt, and his fruit corrupt. For a tree is known by his what? You can tell me how much you love God. You can tell me till you're blue in the face. If your fruits is speaking otherwise, you do not love him. I can say how I want to do things for God all day long, but if I'm not doing them, my fruits are speaking against me. Write this down. So in other words, Jesus said, I have a choice. You have a choice whether you're miserable or not. <laughs> you have a choice whether you're going to have self-control or not. Well, I just can't, I just can't uh, make myself there. And I just can't... I just can't uh, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? I just can't control this and I can't control that. Jesus said, either make your tree fruit or your tree good fruit or bad fruit. Your choice. So whose choice is it whether you're going to have love or not? Come on. Whose choice is it whether you're going to have joy today or not? Whose choice is it whether you're going to handle a situation the right way or the wrong way? Can I tell y'all something real quick? Here's what I found out about God. You ready? If you pray for patience, I found out that He's not going to download it to you. A lot of times, He's going to put a person in your life that's going to test your patience. Ta-da! He's got, you deal with anger issues and say, Lord, I'm just, I just really want you to deal with my anger issues. I'm just mad all the time. He's going to let about five to ten people pull out in front of you. Again, watch this. Again, God's not concerned so much with what comes in your life 
but he's concerned about how you react to it. You say, when's my problems going in? You ready? When you stop reacting the way you've been reacting to it. Woo! Right there's a revelation for you. When you stop reacting to it the same way, that's when it's going to end for you. Every time this thing comes in my life, I just keep worrying. I wish God would take this out. Well, quit worrying and he'll take it out. Did y'all catch that? Stop. Make your decision. I'm not going to worry about this. I'm not going to stress over this anymore. And God will take it away from you. He says, okay, you've now learned. You have grown. You have matured. We're going to go on with this thing. And it's going to be gone. Amen? Is this too much? Now, okay. So watch this. How can you be filled with the Spirit but yet be nasty? You can't. I don't care. Let me, if you come in here and you run around the church speaking and hollering in tongues, and then you go out there and treat people like dogs, you need to get saved again. You are, listen, what did he say? For the tree is known by its fruits. You don't hear a lot of people talk about the nine fruits of the Spirit. They want to talk about the nine gifts of the Spirit, right? I want to prophesy. I want to have the gift of faith. I want to have, you know, divine revelations and know stuff about people that there's no way I couldn't know. Well, you know what? Guess what? you got to have the fruits to go with it. That's all right. You don't have to amen it. You have to have the fruits to go with it. How do you want to know how you operate deep in the Spirit of God? You got to have the fruits to operate in it. Amen? How many knows that if you work out a lot, but you eat nothing but junk, you're going to know it in the weight room. You're going to know it on the treadmill. You're going to say, why did I eat that cake? You know, at the time, you don't think about it, do you? But you think about it then. See, that fruit sustains you while you're doing these things. Somebody say glory. Watch this. Here's a revelation. What did I say earlier? Fruit produces more fruit. If I want more love, guess what? I got to eat more of its fruit. Amen? If I want more joy, I've got to eat more of its fruit. If I want more self-control... I've got to eat more of its fruit. Fruit begets fruit. More fruit. Somebody say more fruit. Now watch this. What the tree bears this year as far as fruit. Do you understand? Now watch this. Do you understand that what it bears this year is the pathway for the greater to come next year? Did you know that? So you see right now you say, well, I'm not where I want to be. Okay. I understand that. But you got to understand something. What you're bearing right now, you might be bearing, you might not be bearing as much as you want to. But watch this. What you're bearing right now, what you're taking care of right now, is going to be the pathway, the gateway to have more. Amen? To have more. So fruit begets fruit. You had 10 apples on your tree this year. Guess what? You're going to have more than 10 the next year. Because fruit begets fruit. You want to have more love in your walk? You want to have more joy about you? Start eating more fruit. Amen? 
You are what you eat in the spirit. I can't say the same thing in the natural, but I can certainly say it in the spirit. Amen? Ooh, glory. Somebody say, fruits don't lie. Now, Shakir wants to say the hips don't lie. She needs to get saved. But let me tell you this. The fruits don't lie. Say it with me. The fruits don't lie. They don't. Watch this. So Jesus was saying this right here. Let's read this one more time. Either make a tree good and its fruit good, or else make a tree corrupt and its fruit corrupt. For a tree is known by its fruit. Guess what? Whether good or bad fruit that you're producing. Watch this. It cannot come from the same source. Did y'all hear what I said? I want everybody to register this. It cannot come from the same source. You got burst of anger, but yet sometimes you have peace. It cannot come from the same source. Do so you know what that means? He said, listen, a good tree cannot produce bad fruit. Cannot do it. A tree can either be good or corrupt, but it can't have the same source. So what does that mean for us? That means this right here. That means that if I want to change in my life, I've got to go to a different source. If I want more joy in my life, I've got to go to a different source. Amen? <laughs> if... If Oprah was making me sad, I can't use Oprah to make me happy. Amen? I have to go to a different source. I'm, t I'm teaching you tonight how to bear fruit. Go to John 15, 2. It's my last scripture. Come on up, Steve. John 15, 2. It says, every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he does what? He takes it away. God is all about you bearing fruit. He's all about wanting people to see a change in you. For you to be alike. Okay? He says, every branch that bears fruit in me, which is what we want to be, he purgeth it. Now that's the part we don't like. Okay? He purgeth it. That it may bring forth what? More fruit. Some people think that when God says, I'm going to purge you, you think it means he's going to take fruits away from you for a season. No. Watch this. That's not what he's saying. No. He's going to cut dead things off of you to allow for more growth. Exactly. I told you earlier, if all you're doing is filling your, yourself with junk, what you're watching on TV, what you're listening on the radio to, who you're hanging out with, if all you're filling yourself with junk, there's no room for God to come in and do things in your life. Amen? Some of you want joy or peace or love or, or temperance, but you don't have the room to receive it. So what does God do? He begins to cut things away from you. Watch this. I'm going to tell you what I'm talking about. Watch this. When you first got saved, how many remembers when you first got saved? Okay, watch this. When you first got saved, there were things that you'd done that did not bother you yet. 
Now watch, watch, watch. Okay? But as you matured in God, the closer you got to God, you realize and you notice that them things that didn't used to bother you begin to bother you. Anybody know what I'm saying? You know, there's a time you first got saved. I mean, you could watch a movie that had 50 cuss words in it. Come on. And it didn't bother you. You say, well, you know, I'm not cussing. But as you get closer with God, do you notice? Yeah, it starts to hurt you. Ooh, I don't like that. You know what I mean? I don't like that. I don't want to hear that junk. It begins to bother you. You know what that is? That is a sign that you're growing. You're maturing. Amen? <laughs> Watch this. I'm, I'm going to get some of it. Watch this. When you first got saved, you still talked about everybody. But watch this. The more you got closer to God, God started telling you, you need to keep your mouth shut. Keep your mouth off people. Don't be saying things like that. You begin to grow and mature. Amen? Somebody say purge. He begins. See, all these things are extra weight. They're dead weight. Watch this. Watch this. When something is in our life that is not fruitful, meaning it does not aid us to bear forth fruit. Watch this. It steals our energy, our focus, our strength, and etc., etc. Anything in your life that's not advancing your purpose is not moving you forward. It's a dead weight. Somebody say it's a dead weight. So right now, watch this. In this season, you might feel like something's changing and you, don't, you might not even like to change. But watch this. God is cutting things away that are hindering you from being fruitful. Somebody say, it's all good. Whatever God cuts out of my life, it may be painful at the time. Whatever God cuts out of my life, it's for my good. Somebody say it with me. It's for my good. Whether you believe it or not right now, it's for your good. And God is allowing for room. Room for what? You know that greater you've been wanting? You know that bigger you've been desiring? You know that blessing you've been yearning for? He's been allowing room for that to come. Because if there's one thing you don't want, watch this church, you don't want to come to the place where you receive it, but you don't have room for it. Or you can't handle it. So you have to ask yourself, turn to your neighbor and say, can you handle to be blessed? I know you think I'm crazy. <laughs> I can sure handle to be blessed. How many people has won the lottery? Don't go out and play the lottery. Don't do that. Don't do that. Okay? I'm using this as an example. How many people do you know that have played the lottery? Won it. And it destroyed them. You want to know why? They couldn't handle the blessing. They couldn't handle it. But you see, with God, here's the great thing about God. 
He always makes sure that when He brings something to you, you're ready. Stand to your feet tonight. Glory to God. I've gave you a lot of information tonight. 